It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Chris Chapman here with you. No Ryan Wallace. He took the night off. I'll be here with you tonight. And on Saturday, October at the Fortress includes can't-miss games like the championship banner raising, a Western Conference final rematch, and the Nevada Day matinee. Get your tickets today and catch these memorable moments in person. Brian McCormick, uh, hey, man, I mean, I, I feel lucky because normally when I hear you, I'm back in the studio running the game. Tonight <laughs> I got to listen to you and watch the game live. It was pretty cool, man. You did a good job. Well, you did, too. We both of us playing out of position tonight, so uh, <laughs> you, you as well. But it really, and, and I know people are going to say there's not halves in hockey, but it really was a game of two halves because for the first 30 minutes, Colorado Avalanche were by far and away the better team. Golden Knights made a lot of mistakes. Colorado's power play was clicking. They took advantage of them. But it seemed like once Nick Waugh, and Gary mentioned it, once Nick Waugh scored that goal and, and, and just great play, by Barbashev, Petrangelo to set up that goal. But it seemed like from the moment that goal went in, the Golden Knights are the better team. Yeah, Chris, you know, the, the penalty trouble in the first 30 minutes, if you will, was certainly kept kept Vegas from getting to their getting to their legs, getting to their pressure game. There were a couple of good uh, instances where Jack Eichel was able to give himself some space. And again, we mentioned the, the one instance where Alexander Georgiev wandered all the way out to the dots and Chandler Stevenson couldn't find that uh, an open net, but but a maze of traffic between he and it. But for the most part, it was Colorado able to dictate possession, dictate the momentum in the offensive zone. The wall goal absolutely was an impact. And then I think that the bottom, well, uh, yeah, the bottom six really for the, the Golden Knights changed this game. Late in the second period, it was the energy and the uh, the relentlessness of Carrier, Waugh, and Colasar. I thought they were the best offensive zone possession uh, line for the VGK in the in the first half of the game, not always leading to chances, but at least just leading to some of the, the wear and tear on the Colorado back end. And then in the third period, it was the Dorofia of Howden Amadio line that not only produced the second goal off a faceoff win, but again just relentless shift after shift, wave wave after wave pressure. It started with the Howden line, and that softened things up for the the scorers up front. Uh, on the Stevenson and Eichel lines to, to have a little bit more to create. So it took time for v the VGK to get to their game. But once they did, it was a physical ground-and-pound style that was able to just create in-zone time. And that more volume towards Georgiev and results from it. Yeah, really interesting because we, we, get, a, we get a game where there's not a lot of open spots on this roster for opening night. One, maybe two. We know that Zach Whitecloud's going to be out for a while, so so... Uh, Braden Pahal and and Ben Hutton both going for that spot. But everybody who was fighting for a spot tonight, I feel like they, they all played really well. Like, Braden Pahal was really noticeable. Uh, you know, Ben Hutton goes out and plays his game. And it's funny because those two guys are playing on the line, are on the defensive pairing together. But then yeah. you get Dorofeyev with the, with the tying goal and then Cotter with the winning goal. Like, it's not an easy decision for... Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, and Bruce Cassidy to make when it comes to who's going to be in the lineup on, on Tuesday night. It's it's not going to be easy, but it's I think the good thing is, and as Bruce Cassidy has mentioned throughout camp, absolutely you're evaluating guys during training camp. That's why you have training camp. But you're not forgetting everything they did the year before. And we talked about Gary and I during the during the show. There aren't too many members of this training camp for the VGK that aren't known commodities, that they don't have at least a good book on what these people are at their best. 
And we mentioned, again, this game kind of felt like one of those games where everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. And, we, you know, we mentioned pressure and relentlessness, but a lot of it was just, just physicality. And Nathan McKinnon, who was terrific tonight, and you expect him to be just about every night, had had his chances and, of course, capitalized on one. But as the game went on, like he saw a decent amount of Braden Pahal and, and Ben Hutton, and they were, they were hacking and they were hard on him. So, you know, I think Braden Paul plays a physical style. Paul Cotter plays a physical style. It leads directly to his goal. And as Gary Lawless mentioned, more of that from Paul Cotter is going to make him uh, all the more useful and important. He has an offensive touch, but he creates his space to use that with his physicality. But I think the best thing about this competition for Kelly McCrimmon and Bruce Cassidy and George McPhee is that when they're looking at this, nobody's laying down. Nobody's winning this battle by default. Everyone's going to have ebbs and flows, good games and bad games. Bruce Cassidy said after the game against San Jose, he liked Paul Cotter and wanted to see more from Pavel Dorofiev. I thought in a, in a gentle way, a bit of a challenge, like, okay, everyone raise your game for Thursday. The, the tryout's still on. But when you have people doing the things they do well, well, what are your strengths? Go out and do them well. And it's hard to say that a lot of the guys in this competition for spots, whether it's on the back end, Luke Caden, Korzak, into that conversation as well, that they aren't playing up to their personality profile. Nobody looks like, wow, we expected more from XYZ. It's a shame that, that it didn't come around. Pretty much everyone's putting their best foot forward amongst a crew of players that are still growing and improving. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I, I heard Gary talking about during the broadcast, and, and I feel like, like, he's spot on when he says that, that both Dorofeyev and Connor are going to play because you, the ebbs and flows of the season, I mean, they're young guys. They need to play. But but Gary was spot on when he said that. I mean, it's like, all right, yeah, it's a competition maybe to start Tuesday night. But these guys are going to play a lot of games this season for this team. You, you imagine that's going to be the case. because and, and it's, again, I think a good lesson for tonight. It's not the first NHL action you've seen of these players. There, there's an NHL book on them from last season. But, you know, this was a an NHL-heavy lineup on both sides. So throughout camp, we're judging these players against each other. We're judging them against the uh, knowledges of the system and their ability to, to live up to what we know they're capable of. Now is a chance of, okay, you're playing well. You're doing good things. Let's see you do good things against Nathan McKinnon. Let's see you do good things against Ryan Johansson. And, uh, again, those players hung in and got better as the game went along. The third period was better for everybody, but especially for those guys that we're talking about. But, you know, I think this has been a great camp for the VGK for – for data collection, both short-term and long-term. Some of it's going to apply to the next week. Some of it may be longer. We haven't mentioned, not in the lineup tonight, but who's been in camp and had a great camp, Brendan Brisson. Yeah. Whether whether or not his contributions in camp are going to impact this week coming up, we will see. But even if it doesn't, we've seen him play well with Eichel and Marcia So and Barbashev. And again, in, in preseason lineups, preseason competition, a mixed bag. But nonetheless, if there's a time down the line where Brendan Brisson is called upon, Bruce Cassie knows a lot about him now. So I think it's been a very good opportunity in camp for Bruce Cassie, not just to get here and now answers, but long-term answers. Now, you've kind of seen a lot of Braden Pahal over the last couple of years. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but you know, the kid gets called up. He, he plays in the playoffs, does a really good job. But what is it about his game that, that maybe would surprise some people? Because when I see him, the, the first thing that jumps out is the physicality. But what, what is it about his game that maybe people might not know? Yeah, I, I think the, the physicality is, is obvious. Uh, it's, he's not trying to hide that. Yeah. But I think it's, it's physicality with an IQ. He's not running around. He's not throwing hits he shouldn't. He's mean. He's punishing. But he's, he is such where he's supposed to be. He arrives. He arrives on time. He arrives in a bad mood. 
that when he throws you to your backside in front of the net, it's because you're the guy alone in front of the net for the puck that's laying in the blue paint behind him. So, you know, for Braden Pahal, and again, he's a young player still, you know, cutting his teeth as a, uh, you know, what his NHL role is going to be short-term and long-term, but what he does so well in, what he did so well in Henderson, what he's done reliably at this level for Bruce Cassidy when used is, you know, it's he's physical and he's mean, but he's not 20 feet away from where he's supposed to be. And there's a calmness and a headiness and a, a maturity. That might be the best word, a maturity for a young defenseman that uh, allows the coaching staff to trust him. Yeah, when you describe his game, I almost feel like you're describing Brady McNabb's game. Because another guy, really, really high IQ defenseman, big, physical, he'll punish you, but he doesn't take a lot of bad penalties. Pahal, where's his C in, in Henderson? What we hear a lot about McNabb is the communication, especially with the young guys he plays with. So a lot of similarities in their game. He, he really reminds me when I watch him a lot of Braden McNabb. Bruce Cassidy drew a similar uh, comparison earlier. I believe it was earlier this week, I think, and, and that was the same conversation where he said that uh, Caden Korzak has some of the skill set that reminds you of, of Zach Whitecloud. I think that's something that's nice yeah. for the VGK is that, you know, every, every player has uh, people to emulate, people that they want to model their game after. That's, that's human nature. But the Golden Knights have pretty good comparables that they can use for their young players in the system where it's not like they're saying, hey, you should be like Alex Petrangelo because everyone should want to be like Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> yes. it's, it's not, hey, go reinvent yourself and become this guy. No, it's like, no, you have the same raw materials, similar raw materials that would make you very Braden McNabb adjacent. You see him all the time. He's in the organization. Do what you can to nurture those characteristics and try to follow a similar path to Braden McNabb. It's, it's having role models in the organization that aren't just be all that you can be and try to be this superstar. It's, no, no, you have the same things we found in this other person that made them into an everyday NHLer. Emulate that. And, and it's good to have uh, everyday, reachable, contactable role models, if you will, uh, to model your game after and to do so in the short term. And I think that's why it's good that Bruce Cassie draws those comparisons. It's not because he said, hey, Caden Korzak is Zach Whitecloud. It's, hey, Caden Korzak does a lot of good things that Zach Whitecloud does well. He should take that to heart, and he should uh, expound upon those things. All right, Brian, I know you got a busy weekend. I think you're calling the game tomorrow, right? Justin Russo is calling the game tomorrow night. Oh. I will be, uh, I'll be, I'll be walking around floating, uh, having popcorn probably, but Justin Russo is going to make his professional hockey play-by-play debut, and then I'll be on the headset Sunday afternoon for the Silver Knights in Coachella Valley. Well, I know Justin's going to do an incredible job, so I uh, wish him luck for me. And, Brian, awesome job tonight, man. Get some rest, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. You as well, Chris. Lots of fun. Have a great one. Thanks, Brian. That was Brian McCormick who called the game tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. With tonight's win, the Golden Knights, excuse me, with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. You're listening to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Chris Chapman here with you at T-Mobile. Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 4-3. Golden Knights coming from three goals down to win this game. And today's, tonight's game recap brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And look, the, the first period probably didn't start out the way Bruce Cassidy drew it up. Golden Knights taking a ton of penalties in that first period. In fact, 10 penalty minutes in that first period. It started early as Alex Petrangelo took a 
high-sticking a double minor high-sticking penalty just a minute and 47 seconds into the game. Ryan Johansson put Colorado on the board with an early goal. Drew in, back from Makar, wrist shot, deflection, score! Wrist shot, Makar sent it towards the front of the net. Ryan Johansson was in the area, and I think he got a piece. It's a 1-0 Colorado lead. Drouin and McCarr with the assist on that one, and I think that's a combination you're going to hear a lot of this year if you're following the Colorado Avalanche because Drouin and McCarr looked really good tonight working the power play for the Avs. Valerie Nachushkin, he was able to give Colorado a 2-0 lead. He cleaned up a rebound off of Logan Thompson. The puck just dropped to him as he was standing right in the center of the blue paint, and he gave Colorado a 2-0 lead. Nathan McKinnon and Paul Cotter both in the box. Right wing Gerard, a drive saved by Thompson, rebound score. Rebound late in the paint for Valeri Nachushkin. And he pokes it over the goal line for a 2-0 Avalanche lead. What's that old saying about getting to the net and being in the, the gritty areas? Well, Nachushkin was there. No one from the Golden Knights was. And he, he put in an easy, easy goal. That would be the way the first period would end with the Avalanche on top by a score of 2 to nothing. Seven minutes and four seconds into the second period. Golden Knights, once again, in the penalty box. And that was a theme early on. Cam McCarr and Jonathan Jouen combined to set up Nathan McKinnon. McCarr walking left to right. Pressured by Eichel, but able to get it to the right side. Drew and now he gets it back. Left side, McKinnon a drive, and he scores. There you go. Quick puck movement around the outside for the Avalanche. And a one-time bomb from Nathan McKinnon. Fights its way through Logan Thompson. It's a power play goal and a 3-0 Avalanche lead. Yeah, Brian McCormick called it a bomb. I called it a missile. That thing had some velocity on it. 3-0 at that point, Colorado. And if you're Golden Knights, you're thinking, all right, let's just get through the rest of this game with no injuries. It's preseason. doesn't matter. Nick Waugh, however, had other ideas. And this was really the moment I feel like the game turned. Ivan Barbashev with a great play. So there's a lot of patience. Finds Alex Petrangelo, who then makes great move. Draws a bunch of Avalanche players over to him. He then slides it over to Nick Waugh, who basically buries it in an empty net. Here's a look for Petrangelo down from the right point. Pass across, score! Nick pretty. Waugh set up by Petrangelo. It's 3-1 Colorado. That was pretty. Really good patience on the first pass. All right, so that would be the way that the second period ended with the Avalanche taking a 3-1 lead into the locker room. Again, you're saying, all right, preseason, let's just get through this without any injuries. Golden Knights, they came out in the second period flying, or third period flying. They got a couple goals, big goals. First one from Pavel Dorofeyev. This is unassisted. Off the faceoff, and the Golden Knights score right off the draw. A quick rip from Pavel Dorofeyev, and the Golden Knights are within one. Not quite sure how that's unassisted as it's off the faceoff, Brett Howden. Wins the faceoff, Dorofeyev able to collect the puck, and he puts it in the net. That cut the score to 3-2. Just a little bit later, Jonathan Marcheseau, he's had a quiet preseason. Granted, it's preseason, hasn't played a lot. But Shea Theodore with the big shot, Marcheseau with the rebound, and Alex Petrangelo gets another assist on the evening. Bouncing puck in the far corner, Barbashev has it. Right point for Petrangelo. Left point, Theodore, Rishot, deflection, score! Jonathan Marcheseau, the tip in front, we are tied at three. 
Game is tied at that point. Wondering if we're going to go to overtime. There's about eight minutes to go in the game at that point. Paul Cotter, though, this is a guy who's fighting to be in that opening night lineup, as is Pavel Dorofeyev. Well, Pavel Dorofeyev scores a goal. Paul Cotter says, well, I can do one, too. Cotter staying on. Byron chasing to the near wall. Hard hit. And loosens the puck. Here's Stone out of the corner. Pass in front. Save Georgiev. Rebound. Score. Paul Cotter on the rebound of the Stevenson chance. The Golden Knights have their first lead. It's 4-3. A lot happened on that play because Paul Cotter in the corner demolishes Bowen Byram. And the Avalanche not happy about that hit. I couldn't tell from my vantage point what they were upset about. They were they were pointing to the head. I don't know. I didn't see where the point of contact was. Nonetheless, Cotter sets it up with the physical play. Then he lets Mark Stone and Chandler Stevens do all the work, and he's there to clean it up. That is the game-winning goal for Paul Cotter. Golden Knights win this one 4-3 over the Colorado Avalanche. Big win for the Golden Knights. I, I, I feel like it's, it's a preseason game, but it was a fun preseason game back and forth. These are two teams that like to go up and down the ice. It was a fun game. Maybe maybe we get that on Saturday. It's the Kings. I doubt it. <laughs> they like to play a slow game. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, hopefully, with Bruce Cassidy. You're listening to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 4-3. to three. And I talked about it with Brian a little bit. It really was a game of two halves. Vegas played very sloppy early on, lots of penalties, 12 penalty minutes in the first 30 minutes of the game. Not really a great opportunity for Bruce Cassidy to get a look at Dorfeyev and Cotter. Then that second half of the game, once Nick Waugh scored that goal, the momentum changed, and, and look, there was, there was an intermission. Colorado could have come out, and they could have just iced the game. They're up 3-1 at that point, but it's preseason. You're not going to, I don't think, play not to win. But nonetheless, Golden Knights really picked up their play. And I think, you know, Bruce Cassidy earlier in the day, he made a comment in um, – his media availability when he said he wanted to have bigger building blocks. Well, you got that. You got the bigger building blocks in the second half of this game tonight. You got to see what Dorofeyev could do, playing his game. You got to see what Paul Cotter could do, playing his game. We got to see what Braden Pahal, what he's all about. Again, a guy who plays his game. And and Brett Howden, he was a guy, look, he's been on the wing a lot this year. They moved him to center tonight. He had a really good game. Like like Brett Howden, he didn't do a ton that shows up on the stat sheet, but he played a really good game at the center position. And look, it's it's if you're listening to the VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard broke it down perfectly. Some people may say, oh, well, why can't a, a winger play center or why can't a center play the wing? Well, it's very complex. There's a lot of a lot of different intricacies that go into playing each position. And so... While Howden came up playing the center, he's been playing a lot on the wing lately. And, you know, we, we, we got to see him at center tonight, and I thought he played really well. So the, the building blocks. And, and Howden was a guy with Michael Amadio last season who we talked about in the pregame show. 
They stepped their game up. These are two guys who, I'm not going to use the word journeymen, but these are two guys who are on their second chances. And they've made the most of it. Like, that's kind of been a thing here in Vegas. Guys getting that second opportunity. And it's what you do with that second opportunity. And they've, they've really taken it and run with it. Paul Cotter and Pablo Dorfe are both on their first opportunity, but these are two guys who took advantage tonight of their opportunities. Good games by both of them. They both score goals. Just, it, 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 it's really, you can't ask for more. I mean, it was a really fun, entertaining hockey game between two really good teams. I can't wait for them to play in the regular season. I mean, it's just really fun when these two teams get together. There's some history between them. You got to see a bit of Nathan McKinnon doing his thing tonight. Kale McCarr, every time I watch Kale McCarr, I'm, I'm just amazed at how good of a player he is. So these are these are two fun teams to watch. It was great that it was on national television. So hockey fans all across the country got to watch this game tonight. It, it, it's just a fun game. The UMC post-game injury report, it's brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Don't think there were any injuries, of course, you never know. Little things may have happened. Guys may have picked something up over the course of the game. Maybe they don't realize it right away, or they'll play through it, and they'll go in tomorrow. And so, But it didn't appear that there was anything that, that transpired. So, of course, we'll find out more tomorrow. But obviously, we'll have to be updated on William Carlson, Alec Martinez, two guys who we know are dealing with some little things. And we, we feel that they probably, or we've heard that they probably will be Available next week. We don't know for sure. And then we'll, we, we we got the news in the pregame show from Dan Duver that Zach Whitecloud is going to be out week to week. He had surgery on an upper body injury, and he's going to be out week to week. I'm going to take one more break. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. You're listening to the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Chris Chapman wrapping things up with here with you here on the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Triple Insurance Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Golden Knights defeat Colorado Avalanche by a score of four to three. Come from behind victory for the Golden Knights. Down three nothing midway through the second period. Four unanswered goals. Nearly add a fifth at the end as Ivan Barbashev's empty net goal just a little bit behind the buzzer. But one of the things we didn't really talk about was Logan Thompson tonight. He gave up three goals early on. But after that, he was spectacular. Uh, not, a, not a ton to do, but he was really good when he needed to be. And some of these goals he gave up early on, not really his fault. I mean, the tip-in is tough, especially on a power play. And then the McKinnon missile, I mean, there's a reason why Nathan McKinnon is, is one of the probably top five players on the planet. He's just got a really awesome shot. But getting goals... From Nick Waugh, his first of the preseason, Pavel Dorofeyev, Jonathan Marchessault, and Paul Cotter, all guys scoring their first goals of the preseason. So a lot to look forward to here. Uh, Tuesday night will be the next home game for the Golden Knights. It's the first regular season game. Banner-raising night. Going to be a big, I think, festive atmosphere in here. It'll be, it'll be really cool. The first important game since June the 13th. So that's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. I'm sure everybody listening is is excited for that. Hopefully you're able to make it down here and get in the building to witness that. But, yeah, yeah, fun, fun stuff. I can't wait. 
Uh, that will just about do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game is next with your calls. I want to thank James for keeping me on the air, Bobby back in the studio, Dan Duva and Lindsey Brown for jumping on in the pregame show, and now for Brian McCormick, Gary Lawless. This is Chris Chapman. I'll talk to you right after the break. Thanks for joining us on the AAA Insurance Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. All right, VGK extended postgame show. Chris Chapman filling in for Ryan Wallace, and I want to talk to you. I want to. I want. I want you guys to call in. Tell me what you thought of tonight's game. Maybe your overall assessment of the preseason so far. I know you're out there listening. Maybe driving home from the game. That number is eight seven six thirteen forty. Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche by a score of four to three tonight. Fun, fun game. I thought up and down the ice. Two teams that I think figure to be playing. Really significant hockey late into the spring. I mean, these are two teams. Look, I mean, they could end up meeting in the Western Conference Final. Obviously, we are a long, long, long way from that. But nonetheless, two two teams that I think they're well-constructed. They're well-run. They have great players. I mean, just when these two teams get together, I feel like it's must-watch. Like, if you're a hockey fan... I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, you get Nathan McKinnon. You get Kale McCarr. Sammy Girard for the Avalanche. And, I mean, I don't even need to tell you about the stars for the Golden Knights. Jack Eichel, Mark Stone. <laughs> I mean, Alex Petrangelo. Just so many. Jonathan Marshall. So how do I forget Con Smythe winner? Again, the number here on the postgame show, 702-876-1340. And uh, we're going to go to those phones right now. Mike joins us. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, Chris. Nice work. You stepped to the plate and hit the long ball. Good job, my friend. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, a little slow to start, but I feel like as the game went on, I got a little more comfortable. Just like the Knights. Yes, yes, exactly. It's a great analogy. You made a statement. You made an analogy late in the game or in the postgame that I loved, and i got to tell everybody about it because they may have forgotten it already, and maybe even you did. I I did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll forgive you for that. Okay. But you called the Knights a bunch of second-chance players, and you could not be more correct in that assessment. There are no Crosbys. There are no Vetchkins. There, you know, there, there are no McCars. These are guys that have not failed elsewhere. And I don't mean that by a long shot. You didn't either. No. But they just got a second chance in most cases. And look what they've made of it. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the roster, I mean, I think a perfect example of that is Logan Thompson. I know he wasn't the man in net last year when they raised the cup, but his story is well documented. Like, to go from Canadian college hockey to Stanley Cup champion, it's almost unheard of. You know, like, he he was at, at, at the goalie position, no less. I mean, these are guys who are generally drafted when they're 18 and they're developed. Over time, I mean, look at Yuri Patera. The organization drafted him the very first year they were around. Uh Seven years ago, he was drafted. He's still in Henderson. He's 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 going to be the guy in Henderson, but he's been around a long time. I mean, it seems like 
like he's been here forever. But yeah, I think the second chance, there, there, there's a lot to that. William Carlson, he's on his third chance. Yeah. Like Anaheim and Columbus gave up on him. Stanley Cup champion. I mean, even Jack Eichel to a lesser extent. I, I would know? say I would say Eichel maybe more to it to that extent. Buffalo yeah. they refused to let him get the surgery. He comes here. His quote in, in the in the over the summer about shutting up the haters and the doubters. <laughs> you, you you can't get much. First of all, I love it. I love the quote, but I feel like that's the swagger that this team needs to play with. Like you. Mark Stone, the guy had two back surgeries last year. I would say that's a second chance. Second chance oh, of yeah. playing hockey. Well, it was the second chance when he came from a rather dismal situation in Ottawa. No matter what you say, it's, right. it's Ottawa. And suddenly he's on a Stanley Cup champion, not just on it, but scores a hat trick in the championship game. And and so you're right, man. I, I just I never heard a comment quite like that, and I wanted to congratulate you on it. Make sure everybody heard it. Oh, thanks, it was, Mike. It was on the it was on the money. Real quickly, did do you come from a hockey background? Because we know Ryan and Darren do. Do you as well? No, believe it or not, I come from a track and field background. Oh, <laughs> wow! Not, not not a lot of similarities. Maybe maybe short track speed skating, but yeah, yeah, not not a hockey background. Now, I I will say, I grew up. Going to New York Ranger games with my uncle, I I broke his heart when I became a Devils fan. Mm. I, grew, I grew up in New Jersey. I had to root for the local team, but yeah, I grew up going to Madison Square Garden as a kid to to go watch the Rangers. So the Ranger games were always on in, in my house when my uncle would come over. So while I don't have the hockey background, I, I watched a lot of it as a kid and growing up. And you know, sometimes you don't know where life takes you. I never, I never in a million years could have thought I'd be doing this, but here I am. You you got to be pinching yourself once in a while. All every night, because, every night. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you're thrust into a world championship situation. Uh, I'd give a left little finger for that opportunity. <laughs> and when I was doing broadcasting, it was high school and college. So, congratulations to all of you, and and especially to you tonight. Is this a swan song for you already? No, no, I'm 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 here on Saturday as well. Oh, good. We'll look forward to it. Thanks, Mike. You have a great night. All right. That was Mike. Let's go out to Gavin. Gavin, what's going on? All right, Rita. Rita, what's going on, Rita? All right, Rita. How are you, Rita? I'm fine. Good win tonight. Well, yeah, I thought it was great. Actually, both teams came to play. Yeah, yeah, it's about time we've seen something like this in the preseason, especially after... What we witnessed on Tuesday. Oh, talk about a snooze well, fest. One of my Twitter friends, I can't remember who it was, said it's like halfway through uh, the third period, they went, oh, yeah, we're the best team in the league. I guess time to get going. And then they did. It was, But both sides fought hard. I thought it was great. And Dorothea and Cotter, they went in there to prove something, and it was great. Yeah, you, you you really like that situation. I mean, it's a good situation for Bruce Cassidy. Hey, I need you two guys to go out and prove something. One of you needs to step up, and they both step up. Like, yeah. you, 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 if you're Cassidy, you're you're saying, "Oh my gosh, this is a great situation because I needed something from both of these guys." You got the three-two goal. 
from Dorfev off a of faceoff. It was a, it was a kind of a weird play, but it was a really good goal. And then of course Cotter with the game winner goal. Like you, you, you can't you can't get much better than that. Well, I have to wait till they explain it to me afterwards because it always happens so fast. And um, until you guys say what happened, I'm like, well, we made a goal. That's all I know. <laughs> Yay. Well, that's that's the important part, Rita, that we scored the goal here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd call because, you know, you are the voice of the fans. And <laughs> I'll have you know I'm drinking coffee. Oh, just no. So you know. Not, 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 no whiskey? Oh, I don't like whiskey. No, oh, whiskey. okay. I have my stash. I have that little baby bottle of wine in the fridge. That's for the games that, you know, it gets a little stressful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about the extent of my drinking. Well, listen, I, I understand. I totally understand. But I know you're drinking the coffee. I know you gave me a, a, a little bit of a hard time about dissing the coffee, but we still well, love what you. Happened? The minute you said, no, I don't like coffee, go with cereal or whatever. I, I didn't think all I had that much influence. I all that I gained. <laughs> I didn't think I had that much influence on, on the fans. Well, evidently you're an influencer. And, <laughs> um, well, we won't go into that because that, you know, okay. it was just real bad. All right, Rita. Anyway, well, hey, thanks for calling. You know I always want you to call when I'm, when I'm doing this stuff. So I, I really appreciate it. And hopefully I get to talk to you on Saturday. Well, you did a great job. You have a good night. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I think our last caller of the night, Stephanie, is joining us here on the post extended post game show. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, how are you doing, Chris? I'm I'm doing great. You? I'm great. Uh, I, my foot's a little numb because I was getting tattooed during the game. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Well, I wasn't at the game. I was listening to the game while getting a tattoo. So. Little in and out during the game, um, but I was so happy for both Dorfeev and Cotter to score. Like that's what we needed to see from them, and of course because they both score, I think it keeps them just both neck and neck in who's going to possibly get that spot on opening day. Yeah, I I really wonder what is. I wish I could get into Bruce Cassidy's mind and see what's 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 going on there because part of me feels like. Cotter is going to going to going to start on Tuesday night because I feel like he's got the experience. He could play up and down the lineup. He he was a crucial part, especially early last season, of the success of the Golden Knights. But then I look at Dorofeev, and there's aspects of his game that I, I I think the Golden Knights are kind of missing. Like he's got some finesse. But he's not afraid to get to the dirty areas of the ice. Like he's not afraid to get to the to the middle of the ice, put himself in front of the goalie. Tonight's goal wasn't like that. It was just a a, a great shot. But it's 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 really a good problem to have. And and Gary Lawless talked about it during the game when he said that it really doesn't matter who wins the job because both of these guys are going to play. And you have to imagine Dorfeyev and Cotter, they're going to be either the first guy in or the first guy out every single night. And over the course of the season, there's going to be injuries. Guys are going to miss time. And whoever's not in the lineup on Tuesday is probably going to be in the lineup that night along with the guy who's in the lineup on Tuesday. So it's a really exciting – like I feel like 
tonight was the first night we got a little sizzle in that in the, in, in that little battle between those two guys. And and Paul uh, Cotter, you listen to him in the post game with with Brian McCormick and Gary Lawless, and he's pretty confident. He's a very confident kid, absolutely. and and I think that's what I like about his game. But I also like the he he also understands he needs to be consistent with the physicality. Yeah, um, I think that if Paul Cotter could have one single uh, highlight to give uh, for why he deserves to be on the team, it was that goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he's got the hit. He's got the he's got the hit. He's got the goal. He's getting to the right area. Like that was a perfect little highlight for him right there, and I think that will do a lot of good for him and his confidence. Yeah, I I, I feel like we're going to see a little bit more of Dorfeev and Cotter. On, on Saturday afternoon. And, uh, Stephanie, hopefully I will talk to you after that game on Saturday afternoon as I'll be filling in for Ryan again. Um, but, yeah, that, that I think you're right. The, the, um, the highlight for Paul Cotter, that's what, that's what he shows on his, on his resume when he goes into the office to talk to Bruce Cassidy uh, when they're deciding who's playing Tuesday night. That will do it for us here on the extended post-game show. All right, so we're going to take a break right now here on the extended post-game show, and I'll be back to wrap it up after this. A lot of lawyers. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Chris Chapman wrapping up the extended post-game show here on Fox Sports 98.9 FM, 1340 AM in Las Vegas. Next game for the Golden Knights will be Saturday. It's a preseason finale as they travel to Los Angeles. Uh, 12.30 pregame show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I'll be filling in for Ryan Wallace again on that night. Want to give a big thanks to everybody who helped keep us on the air tonight. Bobby Machado back in the studio. James, my man from Baltimore out here. uh, Keeping keeping things fresh and clean. Keeping me entertained during... uh, the breaks talking about crab cakes and all that good stuff. Of course, all of you for calling in because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche by a score of four to three. And this is Chris Chapman signing off. You've been listening to the VGK Extended Post Game Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio ninety eight point nine FM and thirteen forty AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.